there was a candlelight vigil tonight for uh, a colony of fairy penguins uh, that was recently wiped out on one of the islands between here and Tasmania in Bass Strait. Um, the Tasmanian devil has uh, been very endangered lately and oh there's a possum right there you won't be able to see it just went up that pole right there wish it was daylight you would have seen that but we're not talking about possums but uh, ringtail um i found a ringtail <laughs> not too long ago i sent a picture of it to my brother and he said what <laughs> That's all there was on the ground, just the ringtail. Oh, uh, I don't think he appreciated that. Because I was jogging, and I was jogging, like, oh, look, there's a ringtail. But no possum, just the ringtail was left, you know, a cat had got it or something. Anyway, uh, it was gross. I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. You know. It was an odd find, you know, a little curly thing. Anyway, um, back to the fairy penguins. Ah, yes. The Tasmanian devil um, has, is endangered, um, and uh, and they put some of them on this island uh, in order to uh, try and spring them back to you know existence. <laughs> um, and since then, I think the experiment went very well, um, and uh, and um, and now they've reintroduced. The Tasmanian Devil to the Australian ma mainland uh, because it went extinct on the Australian mainland. Maybe the indigenous people made it go extinct. The indigenous people, um, I, I don't think they were that good sometimes in preserving species. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple of those fires got out of control. But, you know, I think they wiped out all the megafauna. No, they didn't. You know, I think they did, actually, you know, because, oh, look, it was a coincidence, all right. As soon as the indigenous people got here from, well, I shouldn't call them, well, from Southeast Asia. Um, as soon as all the Timorese got here, um, then the megafauna disappeared almost overnight. Um, in geological, in um, archaeological terms. I don't know. But it's not about that. This is about a candlelight vigil, this episode, uh, that I attended today for the fairy penguins. Because when they were trying to do the right thing, and um, and they put the Tasmanian devils on that island, um, the Tasmanian devils did great guns, in part by eating all the fairy penguins. <laughs> Can't win. Uh, all right, so, yeah, there was a candlelight vigil tonight for the the fairy penguins who bought it on Flinders Island or wherever it was. Um, uh, but it wasn't about the fairy penguins. That was all. I just made it all of that up. It was about something else. But it doesn't matter what it was about. It was a candlelight vigil for what it's worth. All right. Um, but the thing is, someone put a proposition to me because I ended up there on a whim. I meant to, I was going to catch up with someone and that person, um, I wasn't able to catch up with them earlier in the day. So... And she, and she said, oh, I'm going to this thing tonight. I said, oh, I'll meet you there then, you know. And um, went along, and yeah, I'm always curious about absolutely everything. All right. Now, the proposition was put to me that in the act of attending such a thing, a candlelight vigil, it was a very peaceful one, you know, it was that way. You can't hold the candles.
was like, oh, so sorry for the very big ones, you know, wiped out, you know, it was kind of genocide, you know, um, um, and at the end of it, you know, someone got up on the microphone and said, we'd like to thank you all, I know it was cold tonight, but thanks for coming, and then everyone went home, and that was it, all right, anyway, but I ducked out of there and bought the kids a hot chocolate, there were some kids there. All right, now, all that aside, the proposition was put to me that by attending that thing, I was supporting that thing, the candlelight vigil. Oh, that's possibly true, and it's possible. Now, I, you know, the purpose for me being there was nothing to do with supporting their cause. I don't care about fairy penguins, and I don't care about, you know, I care. Yeah, of course I care, you know, but uh, I'm not gonna cry, you know, for the fairy penguins, or, what I saw today, even though it was very sad. You know, people did die, but I've had to confront that stuff all my life. I follow conflicts, if you've listened to all my YouTube clips, I follow conflict after conflict after conflict after conflict. If I broke down in tears today at this candlelight vigil, you know, I was standing off and just watching, um, you know, I'd be breaking down in tears every single day. Uh, because every single day I follow the news, and I really do, as you probably know if you were one of my listeners, and I'm the only one out of all the population of the earth who is one of my listeners. I'm the only one who listens to myself. All right, but here's the thing, by being there, standing off of me, you know, and then ducking over to the pub afterwards at the Radisson Hotel to get hot chocolate for the kids. Um, but the act of just even being in that vicinity was I supporting the thing. Oh well, to um, the person who put that proposition to me, I would sort of say, well, I guess to the um, to any other observer who was there, they might say, yes, that guy is there. I wonder why he's there, you know, because he's the only one. He's the only one that looks Anglo, you know, because I, I'm not a penguin. You know, there were all the penguins there. You know, <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. It was some other culture. All right. Um, so he's supporting that cause. So I can see that. that I could be seen to, seen to be supporting that cause, even though I was there on a whim. And a possibly slightly curious whim, but no more curious than I get when I go to all sorts of things like this, you know. I could pass, um, I could be going past something. But I went past something this morning. A great big fire in Nidri. You know, so I rubbernecked. That's what I did this morning. This morning I was in Nidri, Killer and Nidri, and the Clark Rubber uh, shop there was up in flames. So I screamed around there, you know, um, the cops hadn't cordoned off the roads yet or anything, and I took a video of it all. You know, so, um, okay, so that's one thing I rubbernecked on, and, and later this evening I rubbernecked on this other thing. So, you know, do I have a strong, Thing. Am I about pyromania and whatever the cause was that the candlelight vigil was about? Well, not in my mind, you know, of the two things I saw today. Well, no, I think the fire might have been a little bit more exciting. But even the people at the vigil would have said that um, because that wasn't exciting and it wasn't supposed to be. It was kind of almost like a sad thing. You know, they were just sitting there, just standing there with, the can with their candles. So, um... Now, the proposition was put to me that just the very act of being there was a political act. 
I was wondering, can you go to those things, even if it's on a women out of curiosity, um, and for it to be not a political act? And I, I would say that the person who put this proposition to me is probably right. Unless I had a, a microphone in my hand and a camera crew, because then they would know I was media. Not that there was any media there. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was just a candlelight vigil, but that doesn't matter. Um, so, yes, you can go to those things and not be political by being a bystander. But you'd have to make sure you were very much standing off across the road with your arms folded. What the hell's going on here? You know, you'd have to do that sort of, have to have that same sort of, that sort of attitude, you know. What's going on over there in my street, you know? That sort of thing, you know, and I wasn't doing that. I was standing there. I actually had my brain switched off, you know, to a certain extent, but you know, I was playing with the kids. All right, kids, I need to go to the toilet. So I took them to the toilet, all right. But was it a political act? Which has been there. I think my friend was right that to an outside observer that uh, someone might say, no, oh, that guy's probably on the side of, you know, what are all these other people are on the side of, you know, who were having a vigil for someone, it was a mob in another country, you know, who've been in a war, okay, and all the deaths, you know, as part of that war, that's war for you. Um, so was it a political act? Well, um, to anyone who was just watching me, then, you know, I was being a little bit political, but in my head I wasn't, you know. Why was I there? I was catching up with this other person because I'd, I'd stiffed her earlier in the day. You know, I'd, 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 um, I'd um, cancelled an arrangement to meet her, so I said, all right, I'll meet you later then, you know. That's where she was, you know, right, so there you go. Um, so, um, you know, can you go to these things? Well, see, look, I was in Cairns in 1984, and um, I was only 21, I suppose. Um, I think it was 84 or thereabouts, you know, it doesn't matter when it was. And I was in a youth hostel. And on the notice board in the youth hostel, it said, um, Uluru, open brackets, Ayers Rock, handover, um, you know, this weekend or whatever it was. I went, holy moly, I want to go and see that. That's a big thing in history, you know. So packed up my guitar, didn't pack up my camera because someone stole that. <laughs> Bastards. I haven't forgotten you, Cairns, for that. It was a good camera too, an AE-1 Canon. Oh. Bought a cheap camera and shot across, I was hitchhiking around Australia at the time, and shot across to, I don't know what I was calling it at that time, I think I was, yeah, Ayers Rock. I think at that point in time I would have referred to it. All right, I went there. Now, why was I going there? Was that a political act? Well, you know, you see a young bloke um, shooting across a distance that would measure something like the distance between London and Moscow in a couple of days to be at an indigenous event, you would sort of say that that bloke has, you know, he really has a, um, that's something political. And yet, 
It wasn't. It was just a little bit more interesting to me, and a lot more interesting to me, what was about to happen there, because I read that the Governor-General was going to be there and all that sort of stuff. It's a big moment. I want to see Ezra Rock anyway. Um, and um, and I was going around Australia, and I said, ah, oh, you know, I'll go, not quite around, I'll go down the middle, you know, and, and across there I went, and I met the future mayor of Alice Springs along the way, and a lot of other people as well. And, um, and he had exactly the same name as me. Yeah. First name, middle name, last name. He was running a, he was running a shop halfway between the Stewart Highway and, um, and Uluru. Uh, you can probably guess my name now because I've got exactly the same name, you know. I've never, never given away my name in these YouTubes, but now you can work it out, just find out who I don't know if he, I don't know if he's still the mayor of Uluru, but he was at that. He was for a very long time. I wonder if he is. He was just running a shop back then. But um, I, I, his name was on the outside the, you know, um, his door. I went, hey, that's my name. First name, middle name, and last name. So I went in there. Hey, my name's Boom 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 too. And he said, you kidding me? I, said, I showed him my license, and there it was. So we shook hands, and someone took our photo. And that's that. Um, but anyway, so I got across to Uluru, and I was right in the thick of it, you know? And it was really interesting to me. Did I give a hoot about the indigenous people and all that sort of stuff? Well, at that point in time, at 21 years of age, I'm not sure that I did. I, I like, you know, you know, do I like people from Romsey down the road from my place? Well, probably a lot less than I like indigenous people because I didn't know any, you know, but I knew a lot, I knew plenty that day, and um, so I got right into it, you know. In fact, when Sir Ninian Stephen was coming in, I, I figured he's coming in and um, he's going to land on the airstrip, and everyone's gathered at the rock. So I went over to the airstrip, wherever the plane to come, in, to come in, and I walked in really close to Sir Ninian Stephen, took a couple of photos of him too, with my little cheap camera, because some bastard stole my good one. Yeah. That little chip camera did pretty well, actually. And I banged it against the rock later. I'll tell you about that after. Um, and it cracked, but I sticky taped it back together again. But the rock claimed that camera, but it kept going anyway. All right, but it was one of the, you know, we didn't have phones. Yeah, we didn't have phones back then that took pictures. Um, so it was a normal camera with film in it. Yeah. Anyway, um, because as it turned out, um, after, yeah, so was I being political? Well, to the external observer, I guess I was, uh, because I was at a big indigenous event that mattered. And, and since then, in my, as I've gotten older, I've become a real, you know, I've been into indigenous rights philosophically, not doing a thing for them. I'm not doing a blessed thing, uh, for, uh, the cause of in, indigenous rights in Australia, but I, you know, in my head, I say, yeah, that's, that sounds fair, you know. I'm into Indigenous rights in my head, but I'm not doing anything about it, so I might as well not be into Indigenous rights. But the point is, back then, um, I attended the entire thing. And I even went and inspected Hermansburg with some woman I met in Cairns at the time. She had a car, you know, I was hitchhiking. I put those two things together. And um, I, can't, I can't remember where I met her, but um, she's an older woman. I met a few older women along the way. I even went to a wedding. Some woman was, uh, you know, that was on the 
as I was hitchhiking up the coast of Australia, uh, on the east coast, and this woman said, my husband wouldn't come to this wedding, he's a total bastard and all that sort of stuff, I want you to come to the wedding as my partner. I went, what? I was only 21 and she was about 35 or something, and I said, oh. And, um, it's all right. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of, that's why I was at this candlelight vigil today, because I'll, you know, I'll have a go at anything. If it's, uh, you know, especially when I was younger. Well, clearly, even now. Um, so I just rocked along and I was her date for that wedding, which is really odd. It's like a scene from Deliverance when I got there. Yeah, there's, um, in a park and, oh, I kind of got out of there as <laughs> soon as I could. Um, and back on the road again. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so, right, but at this moment in time, was it a political act for me to be at Uluru in the, I was in the thick of it, you know, I've got photos because I have my cheap camera and I took a lot of little photos, Ananga, Ananga, I saw something like that and they had two steel panels with the words to some, you know, local song or something there and I took photos of those, click, click, um, I think it was Ananga or something like that, um, you know, some kind of, in, First Nations National Anthem or something, I don't know what it was. And a whole lot of women came out and danced. Topless. Which is quite a shock for a Catholic boy. Yeah. But I survived. And um and then the next morning there was a bloke there, an athlete he was, and I was fit. I was fit enough back then. I used to play footy then. And um and I was going to climb the rock. They told me not to, but I'm the, I was a young bloke. I mean you tell a young bloke not to climb the rock. Even if I was indigenous, I'd climb it. Let's say the elders were there. Let's say I was an indigenous bloke at that time, with the way I think, you know, or the way I used to think when I was 21. And um, and the elders said, it's a very sacred rock. Yeah. Um, we're talking 2,000 years ago. By the way, um, the Tasmanian devil, I forgot to mention earlier, it went extinct on the mainland here. It wasn't a Tasmanian devil. It was an Australian devil all along. Uh, but it got wiped out. Um, on the Australian mainland. So by the time we got here, and I'm talking Europeans, someone told me off for saying we. They say you didn't. It was your ancestors. I was like, you know, it's a royal we. You know, we say we. Yes, but if you say we, when we got here, um, people are going to blame you for the stuff that your ancestors did. And you weren't there. So don't say we. Say they. I say, but yeah, but when I'm following the footy, I say, you know, we've won... 16 premierships. That doesn't mean that I was playing in those 16 premierships. I'm talking about Essen and my footy club. Um, yeah, we say we all the time. Yes, well, don't say we if it's going to be political, you know, reflect politically on us, you know, because that, that's admitting, you know, that's it's almost saying we did something wrong. So I say, what's the logic here? Oh, we say we, you know, came to Australia in 1788 and all that sort of stuff. Um, if it's good, but if we're gonna be blamed for anything, we say it's not we. So we say we, <laughs> you know, we are young and free, you know, that means, you know, we. You know, I'm not young and free, but I still sing the song. Oh, I think we say we are one and free. Doesn't matter, we've changed the words. All right, so um, the next morning, look, Anyone the night before at Uluru would have said, no, that guy's being political, and he's here for the indigenous cause, and 
if you think he's not here showing sport for the indigenous cause, cause you're an idiot. You're being political, Charlie. It's not my real name. Um, you're being political just by being there. You're showing support for that cause. Just like when you were at that candlelight vigil today with the penguins, um, you were showing support for all the very penguins. Just you standing there, you know, about five foot nine or whatever I'm, and um, all these little fairy penguins all around you, um, and you're holding, all holding a candle each for the fairy penguins who died in Bastrate on that island. I'm not even sure that it was Flinders Island. It could have been some other island. Okay. Um, so, and yet what's going on in my own head? Well, I'm not, you know, so two different truths to the independent observer standing there who's also in the same boat that person's been political just by being there too but forget about that for a second um to someone standing just a little bit further off ah you're standing right in the middle of all those you know that whole indigenous sort of event you are expressing political support but if you got inside my head while I was in the middle of all of that you'd say oh oh he's not he's just there on a whim he came all the way from Cairns to Uluru on a whim and you might think that's a very odd thing to do but a lot of people are like that a lot of people are like me you know not concentrating all that much you know off you go and I got there I'm glad I went it was good but the funny thing is the person who over there um, was so adamant that I was being political and showing support for the indigenous people which I was for um, uh, to that person that person was sure of that but in my head I wasn't you know because the next morning I climbed the thing now I'm not saying I'm proud of that but the bloke challenged me you know this athlete look I think I was going to climb it anyway how could you not even if I was indigenous I'd have to no way could you resist imagine if you were a young bloke indigenous old woman and um and you lived in that area and all the elders said never climb that rock here's what i reckon any young bloke who didn't wasn't normal because you would you'd get your mates and you'd sneak up there wouldn't you you know it's a little bit like a priest you know, in the Catholic Church telling us young blokes not to do something we'd do it you know you would you know so in fact those older blokes who were the elders in the Uluru you know, and Nanga or whatever they're called community they probably climbed it when they were young too because their elders told them not to it's just the way it is and we're all the same and I climbed it the next day because I just had to it was a big bloody rock if there was a big bloody tree there, I would have climbed that as well. It's, oh, I'm making sense. It's just natural. It's not really politics, you know. I wasn't making. It wasn't a political act. The act of climbing the thing, or the day before, you know, the, being part of the indigenous celebration. It was just what I, was, what I felt like doing in, in that moment. Um, I'm not saying it's good or bad I'm just saying that's the way it goes when you're 21 or however old I was I sometimes mix up the years now so I raced him up there he thrashed me
I'm ashamed to say, but he was a proper athlete. You know, he had even had the proper shoes on and everything. And I was just in my, still in my footy shorts. Uh, I wore my footy shorts in a singlet all the way from Cairns across to, um, I, I didn't hitchhike that leg. I had to take a, a bus. You know, I, I was adamant that I was going to hitchhike right around, right around Australia. And I did. I hitchhiked all the way up to Cairns. But then I had to catch a bus. I would never have got there fast enough to catch the handover. I had to get a bus. So I caught a bus. And we hit a roo on the way. I remember that. But then, after the Uluru handover, I went back to my um, virtuous ethos of hitchhiking. And I hitchhiked. And that was another saga. He jogged with a nut job uh, all the way from, uh, got a lift back to the Stewart Highway from Uluru. And um, I won't even describe, but this guy was still, let's put it this way, he was stealing diesel uh, from all the machinery uh, because they, they were building the new Stewart Highway at the same time um, uh, alongside the old Stewart Highway. And he was stealing diesel fuel from the graders and stuff that were just over there and we got lost even trying to find the old the new Stuart highway on one occasion it was very worrying oops excuse me nearly dropped the phone um and then he hardly talked to me and he was weird i hope you're not listening fella whoever you are but i was only 21 and this guy was about 30 i reckon or 35 no he i reckon he was only 30 so he'd be pretty old now he'd be about 65 now um or whatever old age he is now back then yeah, we were just lost in the desert. It was in the middle of the night. Um, I'd, I'd stood at that, you know, that T junction between Uluru and the Stuart Highway. I'd stood there all day with a little sign saying Adelaide, please. And eventually he picked me up. He didn't even say anything. I just chucked my guitar in the back of his sort of. It was a, it was um, exactly the same sort of. It was a Toyota Hilux, just like in Wolf Creek, you know. But it wasn't the Wolf Creek guy. Could have been. And. Um, and we got all, eventually, after getting lost and then finding our way back to the main highway, um, following cattle tracks and everything, we got really lost. And he said, I'm following the moon at one stage. And I said, the moon moves, you, you gotta follow the stars. Oh, so worrying. And then, um, and we finally got to, um, almost got to um, Cooper Pedy and about five k's out and he just turned the car off, pulled over, turned the car off and put, it, put his head back and said, I'm going to have a sleep or whatever. I don't think he even told me that. And I just sort of quietly hopped out of the car, grabbed my guitar and, um, and walked the rest of the way. You know, it's kind of looking over my shoulder to see if she, he was going to follow me. And then went into an underground church there and fell asleep under the pew for the night. That was weird. You know, there was the only thing, there was a service station above ground at the time. I think I went and got, yeah, I did. I went and got something to eat in there. And then um, went and slept in the church, which was open all night. Underground church, very nice. Looked just like a catacomb. And then off to Adelaide the next day. Um, and I think I caught, yeah, oh, a bus. I think I caught a bus. Can't remember how I got to Adelaide. But I know I caught, eventually I got sick of it all the hitchhiking and I caught a bus. I got to Adelaide just in time for the Grand Prix, the very first Grand Prix, the very first Australian Grand Prix. And um, and then, but I, did, I didn't go in. I just looked through the wire. And um, and then met a few people I knew in Adelaide and then shot off home uh, back to Melbourne on a bus. Now finally, yeah, um, decided to just go the bus. Um, it was very comfortable compared to some of the weird 
this I got. Um, but the point is, are these political acts when you attend things? Because, um, you know, why are you there? Oh, I'm just there. You know, just decided to because it sounded more interesting than where I was before. Or, you know, that's, that would have been my answer to the Uluru thing. Oh, you know, don't worry. You know, if you're really into indigenous culture, be honest and tell them, no, no, oh, no, I'm, I wasn't, I was just, I suppose I was at a big indigenous cultural event. Oh, yeah, all right. I agree. Um, I was being political. I was being a real activist. I wasn't. Uh, or even tonight, you know, many years later when I'm old and grey, um, after this candlelight vigil on, you know, well, the primary purpose for me being there was to catch up with this person. Oh, my God. You know, just, you know, admit it. You know, look, don't hide your feelings. If you care about these people, admit it. I said, oh, I do, I suppose, but that's not why I was there. Don't hide it, Charlie. You know, don't hide it. Um, if, if I respect your values, and if you want to stand up for this community of penguins, or whatever, it wasn't penguins. It was it was some mob from overseas in another country who are um, getting smashed in a war at the moment. The point is, why was I there? Well, I don't know. Was I, it was mainly to catch up with someone, because um, I promised her that I'd catch up with her. Oh yeah, but I am here because I am curious. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> was it a political act? Or um, are we just talking about an idiot here? I think we are just talking about an idiot here who floats around and gets, ends up in the middle of all sorts of things, like a fire this morning in Nidri. Uh, right there, I've got good, some good footage there. I should send it to the news um, outlets. <laughs> and, um, or at a penguin vigil tonight. And I just end up at these things and I don't put a lot of thought into them, but they are political acts. Uh, to anyone who might be watching, that guy, he's a lovely guy. He's a great guy. He's a progressive. He's a thinker. He's a feeler. And I like that guy because he's prepared to stand up what he believes in. The poor penguins of whatever island that was, where the Australian devils wiped them out. Bastards. I never did like Australian devils.